This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. If you were with us last evening, we started a teaching on Psalm 5. And I like to read it. Uh, with you. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 5. I'm reading from the New American Standard Version. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Heed the sound of my cry for help, my King and my God. For to thee do I pray. In the morning, O Lord, thou wilt hear my voice. In the morning I will order my prayer to thee and eagerly watch. For thou art not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness. No evil dwells with thee. The boastful shall not stand before thine eyes. Thou dost hate all who do iniquity. Thou dost destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord abhors the man of bloodshed and deceit. But as for me, by thine abundant loving kindness, I will enter thy house. At thy holy temple, I will bow in reverence for you. O Lord, lead me in thy righteousness because of my foes. Make thy way straight before me. There is nothing reliable in what they say. Their inward part is a destruction itself. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Hold them guilty, O God. By their own devices, let them fall. In the multitude of their transgressions, thrust them out, for they are rebellious against thee. But let all who take refuge in thee be glad. Let them ever sing for joy, and mayest thou shelter them that those who love thy name may exalt in thee. For it is thou who dost bless the righteous man, O Lord. Thou dost surround him with favor as with a shield. We started yesterday and spent time looking at uh, Psalm 5, verse 1. New American says, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Other versions say, Consider my innermost thoughts. Consider my sighing. So we see right away, Prayer is not just an expression through words, but sometimes we don't even have the words to express it. But God knows when we cry from our hearts, when we can, when we ask him to consider our thinking, our sighing, our groaning, that's a form of prayer. So we see right in this verse, two methods of prayer through the spoken word and through meditation. We spoke that this is a pattern in the Psalms that Saul, that Paul wrote, I'm sorry, that David wrote. Psalm 54 verse 2, for example, says, give ear to the words of my mouth. Psalm 104, 34, let my meditation be pleasing to him. 
It says in Matthew 12, 34, this of course is not an Old Testament prayer, but it says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So our prayers should not just be words, but something that comes from deep within us. It says in Proverbs 4, 23, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it, are the issues of life. That's where the, the issues of life are, re- are registering in our hearts and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So Junie, let's go on to verse two. In the new, in the new American, it says, heed, H-E-E-D, the sound of my cry for help, my King and my God. In the King James, it says, hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. In the New International, it says, listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for you to I pray. And in in the Amplified, we read it this way, hear the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for to you do I pray. So we see another form, Junie, of what prayer is like, other than through the expressed word, other than through the consideration meditation. But sometimes there's got to be a cry from the depths of our heart. That is prayer. So we see there's many facets to what prayer is rather than just speaking words. And when we pray like that, Shelley, we have to know and believe that God exists. And usually before one is born again, we might hope that he exists. We might desire for him to be, but we can't know. The only way we can know that God exists is to be born again. And when we're born again, when we ask Jesus into our heart and uh, desire to know him as Messiah, Son of God and Lord, he becomes our master and his spirit of truth, which he sends to us, lets us know that he is, that he exists. So I'm saying this for anyone who's listening that doesn't know if God exists. I didn't know that he existed before I got saved, before Jesus revealed himself to me. I encourage you to cry out to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Holy One of Israel, and ask him if he has a son and if Jesus is his son and if he exists, if he's alive today. And you will know. You will know and be able to pray with assurance that God is giving ear to your cry and your prayer. You know, I don't know if I mentioned it today, Junie, but this psalm is really a a picture of how we should live in a hostile world. And it was a hostile world. Uh, In David's time, he had many enemies. Saul was trying to kill him. His son rebelled against him. So there were a lot of enemies around David. Well, there are enemies around us today, not necessarily physical enemies, but spiritual enemies. We're always prone to be attacked by the enemy. But here we see that prayer is an essential, is an essential ingredient in our lives to be stay, to stay close to the Lord. Hear my cry. Give ear to my words. Consider my groaning. Let my crying be heard to you. And we see again, this is a pattern in David's prayers. We see in Psalm 6, verse 8, the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. 
How intimate are we with the Lord that we could weep before him? And he'll hear that weeping. Again, this is another form of prayer, crying out to God. And the scriptures tell us that our tears are saved in vials. Mm. And so when we see the Lord, there are vials of tears that we shed righteously, crying out for truth to the Lord. It's powerful, Junie. Another verse that speaks of the same thing is found in Psalm 34, verse 6. The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all troubles. What an encouragement just to cry out from the heart, whether there's words to it or not. But God knows the thoughts and intents of our heart, as we read from Hebrews chapter 4. It's it's powerful that we be so intimate with God, rather than just give him a laundry list of things that we want. Just cry out and let God hear the cry of our heart. And what's amazing, the poor man cried out and God delivered him out of all his troubles. When you think of being in trouble, you get a lawyer and that costs you money. But here the poor man cried out and God delivered him. Really? And of course, one of the um, uh, Beatitudes says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We need to be poor in spirit, not put on a facade for the Lord. He'll see right through it. But we need to be able to pray through the spoken word, pray and allow God to consider our innermost thoughts and even cry out if necessary. And as we spoke about yesterday, that in our cries, God can reveal to us who we are. You brought out Hebrews 4, 12, uh, verses 12 and 13, where the word of God is active within us if we're born again and can divide for us the soul of the spirit and also the intentions of yes. our heart. So the Lord can reveal to us if we are not consciously aware of a wrong that we're walking in or something that we're not seeing clearly. So it really is amazing how God can transform us and give us understanding. Thank you, Lord. In our cries to him. Again, another Psalm, uh, Psalm 61, verse 1. Again, we see it more than once or twice. We know that this is such a vital part of prayer with God. Hear my cry, O Lord, give heed to my prayer. Again, so crying is part of prayer. Speaking words is part of prayer. Allowing God to consider your innermost thoughts or your meditations. It all goes into prayer. So, And we're going to see as we go to verse 3, it's in the morning. What a way to start every single day in our lives by communing with the Lord God. And one of the thoughts, Shelley, is God takes no pleasure in iniquity. And he hates the ones who do iniquity. And, you know, iniquity is part of our fallen nature. Yes. And so in order for us to really know if we're doing iniquity, 
In other words, we're living outside of God's spirit and his will. He needs to reveal that to us. And so as you spoke yesterday about David's groaning to consider, he cried, really his groaning, his meditation, his sighing, his innermost thoughts, only God could reveal to him. Yes, Lord. Through his praying, through his crying out, through his agonizing, perhaps over his situation, and God was more interested in his being. He desired to help David to be a righteous king. Hallelujah. You know, Junie, as you said that, it, it, prayer doesn't go one way because our heart can be revealed in the time of prayer if there's iniquity. And you know, God is not going to hear. If our heart is not right with the Lord, will he hear our prayers? It would be very, very doubtful. So, and when he hears our crying in iniquity, we need to have an open heart. Yes, Lord. Because we're warned in Hebrews, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank I pray Lord. our understanding of prayer and communion with the Lord is expanding, and we approach this time with such reverence, Lord, that God is going to hear our thoughts, intents, and our words. Lord, may prayer become an essential ingredient in all of our lives. We pray that in Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.